Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. College football season is fast approaching as well as a professional level, but we're going to celebrate each and every day for like a hundred some days of college football history. And we're starting out here by talking about a few that we posted this week, the names, the origins, and the history of some great college programs coming up right after this. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And man, we have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about some great college football programs. Uh, I don't think it's been any secret, but we have been posting, uh, we did this last year, we covered all of the FBS schools and some of the uh, the next level down, the FCS schools as, as well, Uh for college football. Great traditions, great teams, great players, just to get you really fired up for the football season. So we're going to do a, another hundred some days of college football and go through some of these teams. But I wanted to go back and review some of the ones that we've covered this week. So we're going to cover about four or five teams in this episode of the podcast. But you can go back and get more detail on Pigskin Dispatch by going into the search box of any one of these teams we're going to talk about tonight and just plugging their name in the search box on pigskindispatch.com and you'll have some great times reading about these great football programs. But back at the beginning of the week, we talked about Brigham Young University, the BYU Cougars football team, and they started competition on a gridiron in 1922, so it's 101 years of football tradition at BYU. The Cougars have won 23 conference championships and one national championship, which was back in 1984, when they were the only NCAA Division 1A program to finish undefeated that year. Now, they've played in 37 bowl games to date, and they have a, you know, about a just below 500 record in a bowl game, 17, 20, and, and 1. And 18 top 25 finishes in the national football uh, scene. Now, they have a very interesting way that they got that nickname, the Cougars. And according to a magazine article on the BYU Online magazine, it says, quote, BYU gained its Cougar nickname from BYU Athletic Director Eugene L. Roberts, right about 1916, who had written newspaper accounts saying that BYU athletes had played like Cougars. Well, the university officially adopted Cougars for its teams on October 1st, 1923. End quote. So that's 1916, they got the nickname of Cougars from that newspaper report, uh, the quote. 
started football six years later, and one year into the football season, they had uh, having a football team at the school. They officially get that name of the Cougars, and man, they have played like some Cougars because they have been ferocious. They have had some gr- the greatest quarterbacks college football has ever seen. How about names like Mark Wilson, Ty Detmer, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, the big old lefty, and uh, you know some other great players as well, Chad Lewis and Dennis Pitta, uh, just to name a few of them. Just endless names, BYU football tradition. A great program there, and uh, they're, they're still playing some high-caliber football. So make sure you check out some games with them. Another program that really doesn't get a whole lot of love in uh, you know the, the big-time football is the University of Buffalo Bulls football program. They've been playing a lot of football on the gridiron. They've played college football since 1894, when 14 University of Buffalo medical students formed the first University of Buffalo football team. By 1896, the UB team was uh, playing collegiate and club teams, and they finished the season with an impressive 9-1-2 record back in 1894. And three years later, in 1897, C.W. Dibble coached UB to a perfect 7-0 record and no ties either, uh, beating Syracuse twice in that season. 1899, Bemis Pierce coached UB to a 6-0 record. You've heard of Bemis Pierce uh, quite a bit as we talk about old football. Uh, he was part of that uh, you know, powerful Carlisle team that uh, played in that era uh, back there in the, the late 1800s and uh, also played on some early professional teams. Uh, his team that he was on from Syracuse uh, Athletic Club they ended up winning the 1902 World Series of Football at Madison Square Garden. And we're going to get into more of that as we talk, uh, you know, about the 1900s of football. We got some great articles on that. But they also have a very interesting origin of their name. Now, you know, you would think with a name like Buffalo, or think of the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bisons and something to do with the, the animal that... Uh, roamed the Great Plains uh, you know, of yesteryear and you know, trying to make a resurgence and they're trying to get him back here. Mighty Beast. But they chose the name of the Bull, which is another Mighty Beast of uh, strength and power. It's kind of interesting how they got that name. Now, sources indicate that the University of Buffalo sports teams were known as the Buffalo Bisons until the 1930s when a school decided to change their name to the Bulls to avoid confusion with several of the professional sports teams of the same name. The Buffalo Bulls football team, they were a member of the Mid-Atlantic, I'm sorry, Mid-American Conference, the MAC, in the football uh, subdivision, uh, FBS, uh, the National Collegiate Association. They've won two MAC championships, 1964-2008, played in two bowl games, and they unfortunately lost both those, a 65 uh, Tangerine Bowl and the 2008 International Bowl. Uh, they've had some uh, decent coaches here, some actually big-name coaches, Glenn Killinger, uh, Jim Killian, Bob Griffin, and Dick McPherson all roam the sidelines as the head man of the Buffalo Bulls. They've had 20 All-Americans on their rosters. So if you get a chance to watch the University of Buffalo play some football, it might be a good idea because uh, they have had some great teams. 
Now, let's go out to the West Coast on a team we also talked about this week. We talked about the California Golden Bears. Now, their football program is one of the oldest and most successful in college football. That team began play in 1886 and has won five national championships in 1920, 21, and 22, and 23. You know, that's four years in a row. Those are the wonder teams uh, back then. And it also won one, their fifth one in 1937, as well as 14 conference championships and some notable moments in Cal football history. That 1920 Bears, when they won that first championship under Coach Andy Smith, and they repeated, you know, like we said, uh, <laughs> multiple years after that. And, you know, they won the Rose Bowl in 1958, and they defeated Ohio State 17-14. to and, uh, you know, that was quite a, a big upset there. And uh, they've had some great players at the University of Cal Berkeley as well. And, uh, you know, that uh, has a great list. And have some, we have some great history of the Cal Golden Bears, uh, you know, both when they the big game was Stanford. Uh, we've got some very uh, emotional and uh, compelling stories on the Cal Golden Bears. So if you go ahead and click in the search box of Pixie and Dispatch, I think you will find that extremely interesting as well. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more programs and you know the history of their programs, the origins of their mascot names, and more coming up right after this. If you have ever seen a sports story on TV or online or maybe in a newspaper, chances are once upon a time you have seen it before. Hello, I'm Dana Augusta, former sports writer and now podcaster, and I host a show called Historically Speaking Sports, where we place a historical spin on a current sports headline or take the topic that most people are talking about and compare and contrast it through the lens of sports history. In this show, we talk to researchers, authors, and other sports history connoisseurs about what fans and analysts are talking about, yet in the terms of sports history. We also do a weekly top five countdown, highlighting moments that pertain to the subject of the show or the five greatest moments in the history of sports that took place that week. And to complete the show, we send a shout out to a famous sports figure or moment in sports history that both pertains to that episode or someone who had a dramatic role in sports history or an event in history that fans just need to be reminded of. The show, Historically Speaking Sports, where we put a historical spin on sports headlines. That's Historically Speaking Sports, right here on the Sports History Network. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch friend rich smelter is back with us rich welcome to the pig pen darren thank you so much and as always i'd love to jump headfirst into the pig pen with you i just love this stuff and i love doing this show hey thanks for sticking with us and uh you know we've been talking about some great college football programs we're going through all hundred and some of the fbs schools uh here in the next hundred days we are going sort of alphabetically we are in the the b's and c's as you can see this week and another team we want to talk about that doesn't get a whole lot of love and many people have never heard of them central michigan they are called the Chippewas, and uh, that football program has been around for a while as well. Uh, they started playing football in 1896, and they have the 30th highest overall winning percentage of programs playing in the NCAA Division One. Now think about that for a second. There's 120-some teams, and they're 30th. So they've been playing some ball. 
especially since 1896. Now, some of the most notable players in Central Michigan Chippewas football history, Tony Fisher, who's a two-time All-Mac running back, and he led the Chippewas to a conference championship in 1976. He played in the NFL for six seasons. Eric Fisher was a two-time All-Mac offensive lineman drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round of the 2013 NFL draft, and he's been in the NFL so far for nine seasons. And Cooper Rush, who was a two-time All-Mac quarterback, led the Chippewas to a conference championship in 2016, and he played in the NFL for three seasons. Now, the Chippewas have an interesting name. Of course, it uh, goes to the Chippewa Nation of Native Americans. But CMU started using the Chippewa nickname back in 1942. And this was at the beckoning of uh, the uh, Central Michigan's track and field coach at the time, uh, a coach named Lawrence Sweeney where he felt that the, you know, they had the nickname of the Bearcats before that, and we're going to talk about some Bearcats here in a second. But he, you know, Coach Sweeney said, you know, what is a Bearcat? Nobody is familiar with what it is. It's a, a, an odd mascot. It really, you know, we don't even know what that is. You're talking about two different animals, and I don't really think there is a real animal. It's a Bearcat. So you want to have something that's familiar to people that they're going to resonate with and that and that's not central michigan was not behind that bearcat name but chippewas who the native uh, americans lived in that central michigan uh, society and that's where they had their roots and uh, tribal customs and you know they people around that area bonded with that name and you know there's you know, many familiar things i'm sure in central michigan to remind you of chippewas so that's something that would resonate so Coach Sweeney approached the student council to request changing the nickname from the Bearcats to the Chippewas. And he ended up saying, quote, the Chippewa name opens up unlimited opportunities for pageantry and showmanship, and, end quote. And that ended up changing that name back there in the, right before World War II and, uh, or during World War II. And it's been the Chippewas ever since. And they have had some great programs, like we said, with some great players. And uh, we were glad that we were able to celebrate them uh, here in our week of uh, you know being here in, uh, of this past week on college football history. Now we talked about Bearcats just a second ago. There is a team still called the Bearcats, and that's the Cincinnati Bearcats, University of Cincinnati. It's one of the oldest in college football too. And, you know, we said that the Chippewa started in uh, 1942, with well, Central Michigan started uh, 1886. Well. The Cincinnati Bearcats started in 1885, a year earlier, only five years after Walter Camp and company created downs and scrimmage and you know, really got the, the game of football going here in America. Now, the, the team of the Bearcats has had 39 head coaches and three interim coaches so far uh, in its existence and one stint with absolutely no coach. And uh, a couple periods where the program was put on hiatus and they had no team. But they've won 10 conference championships most recently in 2021. Also appeared in 16 bowl games, uh, with their most recent being in the 2022 Fiesta Bowl. Now, the Bearcats have never won a national championship, but they have had some very highly successful teams. In 2021, they finished the regular season with 13-0 record and were ranked number four in the AP poll. Went on to win the AAC championship and earned a berth in the college football playoff. They ended up losing to Alabama in that playoff in the semifinals, but they still had one of the best seasons in the program's history. 
Now, last year, in 2023, uh, you know, for this 2023 season, they, uh, you know, they played in the AAC last year. They are in the Big 12 starting the 2023 season after spending 20, I'm sorry, 18 years in the AAC, American Athletic Conference. Now, the story of their school name is kind of a, a fun one. Now, this originated back in 1914, and it's really a unique story for a unique name of Bearcats. Now, according to the school's website, it says, quote, the name was inspired by a cheer and a play on words for a University of Cincinnati star player back then named Leonard K. Teddy Bear, B-A-E-H-R. A chant created during the game said, quote, they must be wildcats, but we have a bear cat on our side, end quote. So it's bear with the, the gentleman's name. Eventually, this led to the name being memorialized in a cartoon published in the student newspaper following Cincinnati's win over the Wildcats that day. The cartoon by John Patty Reese depicted a bedraggled Kentucky Wildcat being chased by a creature labeled Cincinnati Bearcats. And thus the legend begins and the name changes shortly thereafter. And the Cincinnati Bearcats are one of the, the prominent teams in that uh, Midwest area in the Ohio Valley. And now joining the Big 12, that'll be very interesting that Big 12 becoming one of the super conferences uh, it'll be some fun to watch here as Cincinnati competes with the big boys uh, in that division so they uh, have had some great ups and downs you can find more about them on Pigskin Dispatch just take a search for Cincinnati Bearcats and I think you're going to find some great stuff coming up on them right now we're going to come to the one that uh, I think sort of makes the climactic uh, event here of the this week in college football celebrations and that's the Clemson Tigers and what a program this has been now this program was formed also in the 19th century 1896 was their first year and it just had a long and storied history they've won three national championships all fairly recent 1981 was the first 2016 2018 they've also won 26 conference championships, including 21 in the Atlantic Coast Conference, or the ACC, as it's known by. Now, the origin of the Tigers' name, that's been a source that's been common to many teams now having that Tigers moniker. And uh, it's kind of a you know one we've heard before. The origin of the Tigers' name uh, you know, started in their first season of 1896 when football coach Walter Riggs was the inaugural coach of the program when he arrived at Clemson. He had just got there from uh, Auburn University. At, the, at that time, Clemson was called the Clemson Agricultural College of South Carolina. And after he you know, came from Auburn, who were also called the Tigers, uh, Riggs, like many of that era, had always admired the Princeton Tigers football program. And as a way to pay homage and possibly emulate Princeton's gridiron success, well, Coach Riggs gave Clemson that Tigers mascot. And they've been the Clemson Tigers ever since. They've had one of the most iconic coaching trees in history, including Frank Howard, Danny Ford. And how about Debo Sweeney? No, Sweeney is two of those uh, national championships, the 2016-2018 
ones that we talked about. He's had some very excellent quarterbacks under his tutelage. You know, how about you know names like Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, uh, just to name a few, and uh, just uh, the tremendous uh, players they've had. Or Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, was a, a big time player for uh, Clemson back in the day, and uh, you know they've great program, and uh, that's why you win championships and why you're vying for championships. You know year in and year out and Clemson is definitely one to uh, take note of because they are a powerhouse of a team and that is our our college football salute that we have this year this uh, week here in August we're going to be continuing to go through the alphabet covering these teams we'll do one or two each and every day including on the weekends uh, to help celebrate football history and just pay some homage to these great programs and great players and coaches and get some of those name origin stories. Those are some pretty cool things as well. And we really thank you for joining us here. Uh, like we said, we don't just cover professional football. We don't cover football at just one level. Uh, we cover it, try to cover it at all the levels. we got some college and uh, high school items coming up. And, of course, we you know we got some professional items as well mixed in. And uh, I'll also like to talk about the things on the extremities of the gridiron. We talked about the games and hobbies and just some of the, the crazy TV shows and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you like football history, you're in the right place. Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. Till next time, everybody, have a great gridiron day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.